mark this down Thursday, January the 18th. It's a day that some people in the Church Wellesley area can breathe a sigh of relief after one Toronto man, uh, age 66, charged with murder and the deaths of two missing men from the gay uh, village area. You know, uh, I used to live in this area and it's a close community. And this community has been up in arms for quite a while about the fact that they did not think that police officers, the Toronto uh, Police Services, were taking the cases of missing men uh, seriously. And they were quite concerned about it. So concerned they were putting up posters of missing men. Uh, the chief then launched an internal review of how missing person reports are handled. And uh you know, we'll see where that's still under investigation. We'll see what happens with regards to that. But this is the result of a police investigation called Project Prism. These arrests We're joined now uh, from Vice uh, Media by Justin Ling, who has been uh, following the case for quite a, a while. You're a freelance journalist, Justin. And I would say this is a case that you probably have been following more than uh, most. Can you get us up to speed with the arrest today, and then I want you to take us back to where you far, first started uh, getting involved with this story, and give us some background. Right. So today, police announced they were they, they had laid charges, two first degree murder charges against 66 year old Bruce MacArthur, uh, a Toronto resident. He had uh, self employed. He ran a landscaping business, uh, and they believe he was responsible for the deaths of Salim Essen and Andrew Kinsman, uh, both of whom have gone missing over the past year. Um, so this is pretty significant. They, they basically told reporters this afternoon that they um, had been looking into uh, Mr. MacArthur for several months, but it wasn't until yesterday they found something that finally allowed them to go forward and lay charges, which happened this morning. Uh, and of course, the press conference was sort of hastily arranged after that. Uh, so this is pretty significant. We don't have much in the way of details about what that evidence was. We don't even have a picture of Bruce MacArthur as of this moment, um, but we're expecting more of that to come in the near future. Now, you know, do you have to rewind pretty far back to get a full sense of this story. Um, around 2000, 2010, um, two men went missing from Toronto's gay village, very mysterious circumstances. Uh, they essentially disappeared into thin air. There was um, you know, very little in the way of evidence of what happened to them, where they may have gone, whether or not there was foul play involved. Um, but police did not link those two cases together um, at that time. Two years after that, a third man uh, went missing. Um, similar circumstances, all three of these men similar complexion, similar skin tone, similar build, similar age. They went to the same bars. Um, but it wasn't until 2013 that police finally came out and said they believed there was a link between those three men. Nothing came of that investigation. No charges were laid. No bodies were discovered. Uh, really no answers about what happened to those three men were ever unearthed by police. Um, it wasn't until uh, this, you know, this past year that those three cases kind of uh, came back into the, into the light after Salim Essam and Andrew Kinsman went missing. Police say that those two cases were uh, linked. And of course, now they've uh, found some significant evidence uh, basically proving that. Uh, and so now it's going to be uh, the police, the job of police to look into whether or not uh, there were ties between Bruce MacArthur and those three original missing persons cases, or whether or not there's in fact other cases that he may in fact have been responsible for. Uh, and police said today that that's the work they're going to do uh, over the next couple of weeks and months. I understand there we there were no bodies yet. No, and that, you know, that is one of the most maybe frustrating and confusing things about this case. Um, it's very, very rare for, um, you know, cases like this to go forward without any trace of a body for this 
length of time. Um, so that's going to be a big question going forward. Police said that they recognize it's much harder to obtain a conviction or indeed go forward with the prosecution uh, where you don't have a body. But they said, nevertheless, that they were so confident in the evidence that they found yesterday that they think it won't be a problem. So that kind of tends to suggest that there might be some sort of physical evidence or DNA evidence that suggests what actually happened to those bodies. We don't know yet, uh, but it certainly suggests that uh, that the police know something a little bit more than what they're letting on. There may be other victims, they say, so it might, uh, there may be other charges. Uh, do we have an idea of how many other victims? No, none. I can tell you as somebody who spent a lot of time going, uh, looking through missing persons cases and unsolved murder cases over the last uh, number of years in Ontario and elsewhere, um, it, it's tough to point to many other cases that it could be. There's a handful out there. Um, there's, of course, po- the possibility that there are cases that of you know men who have never been reported missing, um, or maybe he kind of strayed outside his sort of um, profile or his you know his type of victim. If in fact he is guilty, um, but you know it, it often top of my head, it's very hard to point to other cases that, that you know, this could uh, fall under. Um, but certainly, you know, there's no telling. I mean, whether or not, you know, I, there's some suggestion that this, this, this man may have done some level of traveling, um, either outside of Ontario or outside of Canada. Um, so that could, uh, you know, start entering into the equation, whether or not Toronto police start talking to police agencies worldwide to see if, uh, you know, places where this guy visited to see if there's a possibility that there's other victims in those areas. Um, that's going to be an open question going forward. Um, you know, this is, what's so startling about this is that, you know, even three, four months ago, um, even, I think maybe even several weeks ago, Toronto police were telling journalists very point blank, we do not believe a serial killer is operating. Um, today, they came out and basically said they were wrong. You know, this was seemingly the fact, uh, in, in fact, the work of a man who had repeatedly targeted gay men who were of similar ethnicity and build and age. Um, and, uh, you know, it, there's really no telling how many victims actually, you know, could be attributed to this guy if, in fact, he is guilty. What constitutes a serial killer? Well, police were actually very went out of their way to underline the fact that that's sort of a, a you know, a point of contention. Uh, you know, for the media, I think for the average person, a serial killer is somebody who targets more than one victim for you know the very specific, um, you know, maybe at random or you know through some sort of process, um, and you know looks to kind of build on that profile. Um, police, I think, are operating under a somewhat more rigorous definition. I think generally they look at more upwards of three or four victims. Um, So I think that's why police today were a bit skittish to actually use the word serial killer. But I think, you know, this is in fact that if he picked out two victims, at least two victims um, who kind of fit his profile of um, who he was targeting, I think it's fair to call that a a serial killer. We're talking with Justin Ling, who's a freelance journalist with uh, Vice News about the Toronto police. They've made an arrest, 66-year-old Bruce MacArthur connected with a case of missing men from Toronto's church in Wellesley Village area. There were two accounts of first degree murder today that they were talking about at their press conference. Did the name Tess Ritchie come up at all? This is the 22 year old that was found. uh, She's a woman found dead in a construction site last month. Her mom found her and that was in the church Wellesley area. So one journalist did ask about Tess Ritchie and uh, the homicide detective giving the press conference, um, Insignia, uh, Detective Insignia, basically said you know, it was not his responsibility, that was not his case, uh, kind of implying that they were not even considering that she may have been uh, potentially a victim of this, of this uh, alleged killer as well. So it, it seems to indicate that the police are not even entertain that possibility. Uh, and in fact, if, you know, if 
uh, MacArthur was a serial killer. Serial killers generally tend to operate um, on specific profiles. So, you know, Tess Ritchie would fall well outside um, of what this, of what MacArthur's supposed profile would be. So I can kind of understand why they're, um, you know, they're not really entertaining that possibility. Um, you know, and of course, we do have surveillance footage of a man who is believed to be responsible for Tess Ritchie's death. Uh, and obviously, they, they, they very likely cross-referenced that with, uh, with MacArthur to see if there was a possibility of a match. And the fact that they did not mention her name, um, you know, immediately at this press conference sort of implies that they, I don't think they, they see a connection there. I know that the gay community were um, trying their best to p- put together the pieces of the men that have disappeared from, you know, as you said, back uh, in 2010. They found some common links. Um, I think five of the men went missing on holiday weekends. Can you get us up to speed there? Yeah, you know, there's, there's been a lot of sort of uh, armchair detective work to try to, to link these these cases together. In fact, many of them did go missing, you know, on uh, holiday weekends, depending on when you take their, their their sort of reported missing dates. So, you know, one went missing over Christmas uh, weekend or Chris, the Christmas vacation. One went missing uh, around Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't know that there's really much to be said about that. I, I you know, I think that might fall to coincidence more than anything. But, um, you know, the fact is there are very, very uh, obvious similarities that do connect all five. Um, All five were of darker skin tone, most of whom were either Arab or South Asian, um, all of whom fell between the ages of about 40 to 55. Uh, All of them frequented the same bars pretty consistently. Um, and I, I think there, there's plenty there to link all five cases together. Um, that whether or not they're, you know, the police are kind of entertaining the, the, the idea that the holidays might come into it, um, whether or not they, you know, used certain dating apps or uh, visited maybe sort of outdoor cruising spots. I think those are going to be discussions that police are going to be having and probably already have been having uh, for a while now. I know that the uh, police chief launched an internal review of how missing persons reports are handled with regard to uh, this investigation, these investigations of the missing gay men. How do you think the community is going to react today to the the arrests? You know, I, I think the community is going to be quite understandably upset. You know, uh, I having dealt with this case for probably two years now, um, I can tell you that police up until a couple of weeks ago, we're still heavily implying that one or you know, many, if not all of these men simply took off, you know, ran away, essentially. Um, Salim Essam, who uh, police now believe was murdered, um, you know, I was told was sort of transient and may have just sort of left the city. Um, this, despite the fact the community and people who knew these men repeatedly said, you know, this is not of their character. They didn't run away. We know these guys, um, you know, they didn't, in one case, they didn't abandon their new pet puppy. Um, but police still repeated that that line that it was you know the possibility that they just sort of ran away and left everything behind um and i think it's things like that the community have, has been pointing to for a while and saying you know you don't necessarily do the same sort of thing if if it were uh, a white straight man who went missing or if it was a or if it was kind of anybody else so i think there has been a fair bit of frustration um and i think the community is sort of sadly vindicated today um in saying you know we've been we've been raising the possibility of a serial killer for you know, three, four years now, and police have always sort of slapped that down uh, and called the idea, you know, ludicrous or, or outside the, the realm of possibility. Um, and I think, yeah, the community right now is going to be really wanting some answers. And I think it's going to be on to the Toronto police to, to really do a good job um, in that final report and figuring out why police, 
maybe didn't take this as seriously as they could have from the get-go. The community for a while, uh, Justin, were talking about the fact that they were they were very concerned about dating apps when the men started uh, disappearing. Did the police bring up dating apps at all in their conference today? So they were asked about it, and police did say that uh, MacArthur was using dating apps, um, and they believed him to be active on dating apps, as were the two uh, men who they believed were, were murdered by him. Um, I, I think this one's tough. I, you know, I think the reality is um, probably the vast majority of the gay community uses dating apps. And I think to automatically assume that they're sort of, um, you know, a danger, I think might be going a little bit too far or, you know, putting it on uh, the men who use those apps um, might be maybe not without firm proof is going to be very, very tough. Sure. Um, you know, I know for a fact that several of the men uh, of the three original men who went missing didn't use dating apps at all. You know, we're complete, we're kind of Luddites in many ways. So, you know, I think uh, that's going to have to be a part of the investigation and the conversation, but I think uh, police also need to be very careful not to sort of stigmatize those apps or pretend that they're something more kind of more nefarious or darker than they actually are. The reality is they're a place for, you know, men to meet other men. Um, and, you know, Police did say that they 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 believed that Kinsman and MacArthur were actually in a relationship for some time before uh, Kinsman went missing. So mm-hmm. you know it wasn't as simply as uh, you know as the idea that they met up you know somewhere and then went, he went missing immediately afterwards. They seem to have known each other for some time before uh, before he went missing. What will you be looking for next as you follow this story? Uh, I'll be looking to see, you know, whether or not police are going to be filing for production orders or information orders of any kind into foreign jurisdictions or whether or not they're going to be working with, um, you know, police in Europe or South America or Mexico, uh, because that to me would say that they are casting the net a bit wider for potential other victims. Um, I'd also be curious to see uh, whether or not they're going to update on the original three missing men who went missing between 2010 and 2012, because I think that's going to be um, a big next step. And I think if they do end up connecting those three cases to these two cases, I think that's going to be pretty significant because then you're talking about a potential body count of five, not just two. Um, so those will be the big things that I'm going to be kind of watching for and asking about over the next couple of months. All right, Justin Ling will continue to follow you. You are a freelance journalist who's been covering this story for Vice, and thank you so much for getting us up to speed. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, that was, of course, Justin Ling uh, talking about the police announcing an arrest at Church Wellesley disappearances of two men today. One uh, 66-year-old Toronto man, Bruce MacArthur, landscaper, arrested by officers mid-morning on uh, two counts of first-degree murder.